Hey everybody, Matt Wallace here, bringing you AI every day. Today, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about Langchain, and I've mentioned it before. It's a pretty nifty, super popular library. So it exploded to popularity. I think it only first released code maybe October of last year in 2022. And it already has 51,000 stars on GitHub, and the chart on that is straight vertical. It's amazing. One of the reasons why is it's perfectly timed, because it came out in October, and then GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the GPT API, and then GPT-4 all came out in fairly rapid succession. And of course, it shot interest in using LLMs like GPT through the roof. And GPT-4 remains to this day one of the most capable, if not the most capable LLMs. It has a fantastic API that's fairly easy to use. And so today I'm going to walk you through a very simple example of using Langchain. And uh, it's also a tiny bit self-promotional. I have another podcast that I'm doing. Unlike my very quick hit takes on AI, these little tidbits, I'm doing really much longer interviews with some very cool people in technology. So my first guest is going to be, or was, Anna Claiborne, the CTO of Packet Fabric at the time. No spoiler alerts there. One of the things I wanted to do was provide some show notes, but honestly, Anna and I had a conversation that went a little north of three hours. And of course, you're a hero if you want to listen to me and Anna chat for that long. We've gotten together for beers before and had a great conversation. And I'm one of those people who, when you put me in a room with folks who are technologists, I rather enjoy having extended conversations. You tend to learn something I love to teach people something if there's something that they don't know, but all in all, it was a lot of fun. But with a three-hour end change podcast episode, of course, there's a lot of things to boil down. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was take the tool that I used for editing the podcast episode, which is called Descript. And by the way, no compensation here. Descript is a pretty amazing tool. It's an AI-powered video editing tool. I use it for a number of things. Like I direct record a lot of videos, including these AI Everyday podcasts onto it. It makes it very easy for me to replace my green screen. And I do have a full green screen, although it can do a green screen effect with whatever background is behind you using AI. I use something called Studio Sound, which basically removes the background noises. And while I'm here recording on a Yeti microphone, I tend to have, because I'm working from home and I do not have any sort of soundproof studio, there tends to be noises. Literally right now, there are there's water running that I can hear. Someone is mowing in the backyard. And so you're not going to hear any of that. I'd be willing to bet because I'll turn on studio sound. It will replace my background with one of my AI generated image backgrounds, etc. It also does transcription though. And so what I did here is I took the transcription, the full length, which is every word we spoke. It's not flawlessly accurate. And Descript's version of transcription is, I would say, modestly worse than whisper, which I think from my experience so far is the gold standard in speech to text, but it took that and um, generated a transcript. Without further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to pull up the code for part of my, my Langchain application. And I don't want to tell you everything about Langchain soup to nuts. There's tons of documentation. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you just a tiny snippet of code that I think is completely demonstrative of how Langchain works. And so here it is. You can see up here at the top, I'm instantiating the chat with GPT-4, right? So this chat equals chat open AI. Temperature zero means be as deterministic as you can, right? Meaning you should get 
as close to the same answer every time as you can. It's still quite a bit of variability for a task like this because there's so much quote unquote thinking to do. You can say I have a file name just here local on my system. I've got my future rodeo, which is the podcast name. I've got a transcripts folder and I have exported the transcript of episode one as markdown. And I am telling GPT in this first prompt as a summarized template, you're generating show notes, et cetera, et cetera. I wanted to digest it down to 10 or 20 topics, but in this stage, you should take very robust notes. And I actually say taking, say, 1000 words of input into 100 words of notes would be fine. This would make it easier for you to produce the final outcome. The final format would be similar to blah, blah, blah. But your notes at the stage do not need to follow that. I will give your notes back to you later to make a final show notes document. This is a segment of the transcript. And then it might insert, obviously, a segment. In fact, if you look down below, down here at the bottom, you can see there's this thing where I say text splitter equals recursive character text splitter, chunk size 26,000. That's 26,000 characters. There is rule of thumb, roughly four characters per token when you tokenize things. It's not an exact science. What we know is that GPT-4 has a 8,192 token window, unless you use the 32K model, which I didn't want to because it's substantially more expensive and I didn't seem necessary. I wanted to use GPT-4 partially because I think it's quote-unquote smarter, but also because it has a much larger context window. It's twice the maximum context window of GPT-3.5. And when you consider the fact that you, of course, have to take up some of those tokens with a system prompt, if you're using one with your, your prompt in general, the response has to be smaller. In fact, here, right, if I have a summarized template, you're going to figure this is, I, I want to say, maybe 500 tokens. I, I think I counted at one point, but it, let's just say it's 300 to 500 tokens. If I then took that and pass it in, and then I use 26,000 divided by four, roughly, so another, you know, call it 7,000 tokens worth of context, I can't get back a very large answer. So at the end of this, of course, this works out because there's 8,192 tokens. It actually ends up being 32,800 roughly characters worth of text. And so I'm saving, call it 20% of that space for my prompt and for the response. And it worked out pretty well, as you'll be able to see in the next thing. But I'm splitting it up because it's longer than that. And so it's taking those chunks of text and saying, hey, GPT, you give me some notes and then we'll digest it down. I'll feed it back to you. So then the combined template is basically the second template's being used in the prompt. And it says it's the one that's going to take all of the previous things from the previous part of the chain and then feed it back in to say, okay, now put these things together to a final answer. And of course, it, it looks a little different. It says you're generating podcast notes. You've already processed the transcript. You're going to generate final notes, et cetera, et cetera. And I say, put them in markdown, list of topics, the start time of that topic. And then these are not real topics, but as a formatting example, blah, blah, blah. And here are your notes. And I'm handing it back. In this case, it's notes. So you can see I create the prompts and then I open and read the file. I've got my transcript. It reads it in. Of course, as before, it splits the text. And then I do this call where I say chain equals load summarize chain. And I pass it chat, which is the instantiation of the connection basically to OpenAI. I tell the type is map reduce, right? Meaning we're going to take many sets of things at the top. We're going to reduce them down. And then of course, at the end, we're going to merge them. And I say map prompt is my summarized prompt. I say the combined prompt is my combined prompt. And then I also have a thing that says return intermediate steps equals true, which just means I'm going to get back the intermediate data, not just a final answer. I get to see what it's doing in the meantime.
and then I hand it the, the documents that were created by the text splitter, right? Which is my markdown split and recursive text splitter is neat. It basically splits it in two and then into four and then into eight or whatever, basically splitting chunks from full size and continuing to split them until they fit into whatever context window you've stipulated. And then when I'm done, I run that, I get the summary back. It's just those two lines of code. And then of course I print it so I can see it, which you can see below, and then I open it and write it to a file. So that's pretty cool. Now, what I'm going to show you next is a little more of the in-process thing. And I captured a separate screenshot of it working and it's neat because you can see lane chain at work, right? If you turn debug mode on, when I was doing this, I could actually see this. And so you can see it going entering your chain prompt after formatting, and you can see that this prompt actually basically matches my combined prompt. You're generating show notes. You've already processed the transcript. You're generate, going to generate a file of notes, blah, blah, blah. My examples that it says, here are your notes. And before where I had the sort of slug that said, whatever, I now have the actual notes and you can see there's copious notes here, right? This whole page of notes, which is probably 20 bullets or so is only really getting to about an hour and 20 minutes. There's a lot of detail in here. It's interesting because this doesn't exactly look like the end of the road. I will say when we look at the final, you'll see that going from zero to about an hour 19 only takes about eight or nine rows of the final summary because GPT-4 is making a judgment call. I asked it to produce 10 to 20 bullet points and it's following those instructions. And it also followed the instructions to create copious notes. And so we're taking three hours worth of transcript. We are parsing those three hours of transcripts down into condensed notes, but specifically I said verbose condensed notes, but you can see it's much more condensed than the actual text would. And it, it honestly has done a really great job. I mean, I remember all these parts of the conversation, super exciting how it did it. And then it's going to produce the final notes. Now, what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually also going to throw up um, the final notes here. There is this version that I produced on that. I basically took the final version of this. I was happy with copy paste into a Google doc. And so someone on my team could go and put it in and you can see we've got at exactly 20 bullet points. So that's interesting. I said 10 to 20, it gave me exactly 20. So that having been said, you can see that we get these really cool notes that come out of this baseless code. So having gone through all this, I'm going to flash the code back up for you again, so we can take just one more little look at it and it's pretty neat. So very simple, instantiate the, the client, specify the file name, have a template for summarizing and combining, and then just execute those chain load, summarize chain and just pass those prompts and you get everything back. And that's, it, it just digests three hours worth. So it's basically digesting 1886 lines down to 50 or about 50 to one, essentially when you account for the fact that every other line is a new line. So really 900 to 50, pretty amazing. So I hope this was useful. And if you haven't used LangChain hands-on, it gave you a cool little idea of some of the ways in which it operates. And by no means is this a feature complete description using a tiny scratch off the surface of what it does. I actually did a whole different podcast episode. You can go back and check it out where I talked about uh, LangChain and prompt chaining and some of these tools in a little bit more broader sense and covered the main categories of things that they do in text processing and this kind of chaining of prompts is one, but there's other things like agents and memory and things where vector stores come into play. So it probably is close to the time now, where as the state of the art or like people are advancing in this, it's probably a good time to have a deeper dive about that. 
So I will probably cover a little bit more about like how Langchain works in the future, um, maybe even integrate with Prompt Layer, which is also really cool. I talked about that very briefly in the last podcast. So I hope this was informative. And um, if you liked this and want to know more and learn more, please uh, follow me, like this, subscribe it on the platform that you're on to help spread the word. And it's always good for my motivation when people are watching. Appreciate the people who've uh, sent comments about it. I really appreciate that. Hope you have a great day and I look forward to talking to you again soon.